Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And we're going to be talking about some TV and movie news today. But to get warmed up a bit, we're going to go with our question of the day, our TNR question of the day, which is, well, it's not really a question, but Ken actually found this tweet, an interesting tweet that was basically made a top... 10 list, I guess, of movies you won't believe made a billion dollars. And which made me think also that Top Gun Maverick crossed a billion dollars. Probably why they, they mentioned it as well. But I'm going to read off this list really quick. Uh, this top 10 that movies you won't believe made a billion dollars. So at number 10, Zootopia. Number 9, Alice in Wonderland, 2010. Number eight, Despicable Me 3. Seven, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Number six, Aladdin 2019. Number five, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Number four, Skyfall 2012. Number three, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Number two, The Fate of the Furious. And number one, Beauty and the Beast 2017. So, Ken, I'll let you go first. And basically, which one out of these 10, like, you really can't believe made a billion dollars? <laughs> well, the one that surprises me the most, uh, just looking at all of this top 10, I guess, that was on this post, has to be the one at number seven, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides 2011. Here's why. First of all, this is the fourth movie in that franchise. And the third movie, which was not good at all, I, in my opinion, it was, the I guess, the conclusion of the Elizabeth Swan, Will Turner plot thread, I guess. At World's End, didn't even make a billion, or it didn't even make this list anyway. I, I don't... I haven't done the research and, you know, trying to figure out where At World's End 2007 ended up in. But the fact that they kind of did a, I guess, a soft reboot with a new cast with Penelope Cruz, but then they brought back Barbosa and, uh, and Captain Jack Sparrow. That's the one that surprises me the most, uh, because really, after the first one and then parts of the second one it really like the parts of the caribbean franchise wasn't that great yeah see i would i would agree with you too when i was looking at that list and like i, I immediately gravitated towards on stranger tides and then i looked at it again i'm like oh wait a minute i misread it it's a dead man's chest and i'm like wait a minute there's two of them on, on this list <laughs> uh, so yeah i would agree with you my actually second place would probably be a Aladdin I feel mm. like these live action like Disney movies I feel like should be doing better than they are so I'm a bit I was surprised or I felt like they weren't doing that well critically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm not surprised like Beauty and the Beast is on there because I feel like uh the first live action remake was what was it called Cinderella which I actually thought mm -hmm. was pretty good but Aladdin, I haven't seen it yet. Not to, not not to trash Aladdin or anything. I just felt like people were. I felt like people were getting tired of the live action remakes, and it being, I guess, the latest one in 2019. I felt I thought it didn't do as well. So I, but I 
guess I'm wrong. Yeah, I remember it getting uh, killed by critics. They didn't think that it was that good. But I, I want to say just because, you know, you get the Disney machine. And I think this caveat with the billion dollars, this is worldwide. I want to say these properties are like just huge tent poles worldwide, not just in the United States. So, yeah, it may have been a little bit disappointing here in the United States. But worldwide, I, I could see where a movie like Aladdin, because it's obviously one of the classic uh, animated films uh, that Disney has in their vault. Uh, I think everyone just knows that Aladdin, especially worldwide, there's going to be a lot of people that are fans of the original that would go see it. Uh, for me, my second place would be probably Alice in Wonderland 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that too, because it's just kind of it's a weird, <laughs> like, two, yeah, 2010 Alice in Wonderland. And, uh, mm-hmm. Like, for the fact that they, on this list that they put, like, Fate of the Furious, uh, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, I'm not surprised. You know, yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah, they're not <laughs> they're not the greatest movies. Especially, I actually like Dark of the Moon more than Fate of the Furious. Yeah, I think I feel like Fate of the Furious is easily easily the worst. Well, that and Stranger on Stranger uh, Tides, easily the the two worst movies on this list in terms of enjoyment. Oh yeah, and like why would they put Zootopia on there? I feel like Zootopia is like actually a really good movie and. Like, why wouldn't it? I don't know. That's just a weird uh, yeah. movie to put on there, I think. Yeah, maybe they were just surprised that it did so well, uh, considering it didn't have, like, a, I don't know, like a like a history, I guess. It's an original, like, uh, what, intellectual property True. or whatever. But then, again, uh, I feel like box office gold usually includes like one of those wider demographic movies where mm. it incorporates kids as the base um because you know that'll automatically bring in parents and, and you know maybe other kids uh cousins you know it'll be a, like a huge family thing i feel like that's why a lot of these family movies make a crap ton of movies uh, i'm sorry crap ton of money yeah, yeah, I agree. And you notice none of them are like rated R movies. So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. shooting like billion dollar movies gets like PG-13 to like the PG stuff is like cast the widest net for sure. And uh, for sure. but you know who also catches the widest net? The Rock. <laughs> Does he though? Does he though? <laughs> I guess so. Maybe not so recently. Uh, at one point he was making a lot of money. And he's actually coming out with a movie pretty soon called Black Adam. He's joining the DC Universe. And we're a bit late to talking about the Black Adam trailer. But we finally saw the the trailer. Ken, uh, before I I mention my question about it, uh, what did you think of the trailer? Since you just saw it, literally. I literally just saw it, uh, what, two minutes before we hit the record button for this episode. (laughs) So... um... Uh, initial first thoughts i felt like the first half of the trailer was like eh, another superhero movie a little uh um cliche uh obviously we're gonna watch another uh origin story but i thought the second half was much better there was a couple of moments that were actually legit um funny to me or caught me by surprise um uh, and you know i was like all right i could see how the rock can 
uh, be, I guess, a, a good casting choice for Black Adam. I, I, I honestly don't know too much about Black Adam, so I'm going to pull out the uh, casual superhero card for this because mm-hmm. I have no idea what his origin story is. So I'm going to go in very, you know, with fresh eyes uh, when I eventually watch this movie. But there are certain parts of the the trailer in the second half, especially where I was pleasantly surprised at uh, some of the, I guess, events that they did show. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is more of a teaser, not them showcasing the best parts where it's like, oh, so when you eventually watch the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that in the in the trailer and kind of regret watching it. Yeah, I don't feel like they revealed too much just because mm-hmm. we didn't even really see the villain. At least I don't think. Um, my thoughts on the trailer, I hope it, it's not too bloated just because they showed so many like other superheroes in there, like Dr. Fate. I think that was Adam Smasher. Hawkman, uh, was in there too. I hope it's not too, there's not too many other superheroes that could steal the limelight, I guess, from Black Adam. I'm what I'm glad to see talk about some positives is <laughs> um the rock he's not playing it for comedy he his yes. character seems to be very serious very dramatic and because i'm i'm tired of the rocks like i like i love the rock obviously but it's always been like oh everything he does is has to be witty or funny just like in red notice his character even in Fast and Furious went from very serious Hobbs from Fast Five. I love that character into the very jokey. Yeah, he's still kind of stern, but like the more overall tone of the movie with Hobbs and Shaw. I still like the movie, but it's becoming he's starting to play the same character every time. And I would (laughs) like him to reinvent himself again because I love 2013 Rock when he was first like really trying to break into Hollywood and he was finally like getting these like solo movies that were on like uh, on the big screen everywhere, like um, snitch um, faster. I think it was another one I enjoyed, but mostly snitch. I think I, I liked a lot, which is weird because I go back and watch it as John Bernthal in it. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, but you know, characters that, that, a little bit more different than the ones he's been playing now ever since I feel like 2016 or even like 15, something around there, like with um maybe Jumanji. Um, what's the one with the freaking ape? Oh, <laughs> Rampage. Uh, <laughs> Rampage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, like those movies, I was like, he's he's just playing The Rock, which is fine, but I would like to see him play a character <laughs> again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was like a period where he's literally playing the same. Like, uh, there was that meme where like he was playing, you know, he was dressed a little bit different, but then they're like, oh, it's basically the same movie uh, on that meme. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, there there was a there's been a few kind of in the that middle 2010s era that were pretty good. I feel like the um, uh, what was that earthquake movie? Oh, I that was uh, kind of Andreas, yeah. Yeah. San Andreas was pretty entertaining. I think that was the uh, last of his, like, then I think he uh, rid on that wave for a while. Yeah. Um, I think at the very beginning of that wave, I I'd still uh, thought Central Intel- Intelligence Ugh. was pretty funny yeah. with him and uh, Kevin Hart. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Uh, but 
I mean, like you said, uh, just to kind of add to it, yeah, I did like that he was playing a little bit more of a darker character. It helps that he had the, I don't know, what cloak? What's his uniform? Is that like a shroud or something yeah. like that? Where you could kind of, you know, like you can't, you can kind of barely see his face or whatever sometimes. So he just looks more of like a, uh, a darker character. And so hopefully it's a little bit more serious. So I'm hoping that you're right in that regard. Yeah. I remember I watched um, another YouTube channel, or I guess they're also a podcast. Uh, they're called double toasted and they compared this trailer to the black Panther trailer. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I was kind of getting those vibes, too. <laughs> and I was like, they are right. Especially the opening shot of it. It has that little, like, floating, the flying mm-hmm. machine thing. That, yeah. And the way he, they it, jump it, out of the, I don't know, it's just very all. The, the, out of the, 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 the ship. That aircraft yeah. shift. But then there was, like, that hole. And it was basically how uh, uh, T'Challa jumped out. I never freeze. <laughs> he froze. Yeah. He yeah. It's like it, the same imagery, pretty much. And the same kind of music, the same kind of feel, which is not the worst movie to to emulate. It so isn't. it isn't. Can give it that. There was. But, yeah, go ahead. There was one there was one quick uh, shout out that I wanted to like a, a highlight in the first half, you know, even though I didn't say it, it was like, all right. I was, I guess, the one where it kind of it's like, oh, Pierce Brosnan, yeah. he's in this movie. I because I, I really haven't been paying attention to this movie um, in terms of keeping up with the news and everything. So him seeing, uh, you know, just seeing him on on my screen, watching the trailer, I was like pleasantly surprised to see uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a movie since The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that you uh, thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was okay, but <laughs> um, because just because Jackie Chan is playing a totally serious character. Yeah, right? yeah. That's probably like why because it's something different. But my real question is really quick, actually. Uh, if we were to get a cameo, like who do you think we'll see in the movie? I like besides all these other characters we saw in the movie, like Pierce Brosnan and stuff. Who do you think we'll see, and who do you want to see? Oh, who do I want to see? I obviously want to see Gal Gadot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an option. Yeah, but yeah, and, and it's not because obviously it's Gal Gadot uh, as uh, um, Diana, but I feel like it it fits within, I guess, the overall look of the movie. Um, I don't think we'll see the um, thing because that it'd be very weird to see red, red notice, <laughs> like a red notice reunion. It'd be very strange considering we, uh, in that episode, we did trash on their uh, on screen chemistry together. It was very awkward between uh, the two of them. It, I, I felt they were, you know, obviously they weren't on screen as much in it was the fast six when they were together. What, were they even on screen together? They weren't on screen together, but, they, but at yeah. least, you know, the they, same movie. they were in that same movie. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been. But oh, Red Notice was oh, a little cringy. But anyway, to answer your question in terms of who I think will actually show up, I'm uh, I'm my money's on Aquaman. Ooh, OK. Now, Ezra Miller has a flash. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, man. Yeah. Too soon. I know, man. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to think of a movie topic. And I'm like, there's a lot of. Flash stuff happening, <laughs> or lack thereof, I guess. <laughs> um, oh man, that was too good. 
too soon, yeah. but too good. Okay, but <laughs> I agree with you. I would ooh, Aquaman would be nice. I guess the obvious one would be Shazam because they're like tied together. That's I. That's the obvious cameo I think we're gonna see. Um, who do I want to see though? There's I'm almost like tied for both, <laughs> which is weird. I would want to see either Superman, Henry Cavill. Ooh, yeah. Or which I think I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen, but the one I actually think is more realistic and maybe like we'll just it's like a funny thing would be Peacemaker. <laughs> John oh Cena. Oh my god, if we could get this <laughs> John Cena and The Rock. Imagine that. And he's like, Dan- yeah, dancing in. <laughs> Just because. Yeah, I want to watch. I want to rewatch Peacemaker now. Yeah. Damn it. I forgot Remember when that. Uh, that that old guy is talking to Peacemaker and he's like, you know, you should be like a hero like Batman. He's like, Batman's a pussy. <laughs> he doesn't kill people. <laughs> so I would good. love for him to like interact with black adam because it seems like black adam is going to be killing people so maybe yeah. they would vibe together john cena and the rock yeah i don't think we've ever seen uh john cena and the rock together on screen before in a movie in <laughs> ever <laughs> what, what what was their wrestlemania tagline the first time they met up oh shoot one time event or something <laughs> the, like way, that, right? the or, one time event Part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. I, I don't quote me on that. Uh, I stopped watching wrestling a long time ago, but yeah, it's like uh, it's like a huge event or whatever. Yeah, and of course, The Rock has to win the first one <laughs> yeah. because they need to do the second one to do a rematch so that he can lose and then retire again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh man. Oh, you know what? I looked it up real quick. It was called Once in a Lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Once in a Lifetime. Until next time. (laughs) Until next year. Yeah, until next year. (laughs) Oh, shoot. But yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious. You know, we'll watch it. We'll probably have it. I mean, because it's what? uh, October 21st? Yeah, October. Uh, We'll probably have this sometime in season five for sure. Oh, man. For uh, well, you know, I'm the TV guy. And uh, we've been kind of trying to push in this uh, as much as because I mean, Jeremy and I have just been so busy. I'm just kind of glad that Jeremy's now on break. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's busy, you know, catching up with other stuff, not just this podcast that we do have. So the TV topic, we're finally going to be talking about Stranger Things 4 Volume 1. And just quickly, because um, I don't think we need to really set this up. There's a lot to, to cover. I mean, because we have seven episodes to cover. Uh, Jeremy's actually only caught up through... Uh, the first part of episode six. Well, I won't. I'll do my best to not spoil anything past that. Mm. And we may talk about that next week when we talk about volume two. Spoiler alert for next week's TNR uh, episode. But what's one episode? Uh, I'm sorry. What's one thing that you loved about volume one, and one thing that you did not like about volume one so far? Ooh, okay. First of all. I think a good way to answer this would be to mention probably the best episode of the season so far would be episode four, Dear yes. Billy. Dude, yeah. the, just that whole episode with Hopper's storyline, um, the Hawkins storyline, and then, well, obviously, Max's storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's crazy. And 
I love when you don't know when, like, if the characters are gonna die. So much suspense, and just the way it, it played out, and how how visual. Like, I was on the edge of my seat. Just the like when Max is running through. I don't even know what you call that place anymore uh, or yet. It's the upside down. It's the, yeah, it's the upside down with like the, the. I remember they call it like the red pool play i forgot how i think steve described it but um yeah that whole scene with max was crazy and they're playing the song by kate bush and what's crazy is you know stranger things has become such a a force in pop culture that right i was listening to the radio um like one of the rare times i'm in the car listening to the radio because i'm with my dad or something and they're playing that song. I'm like, no way. I just saw this. <laughs> I just saw this episode, luckily. <laughs> and yep. um, it, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, that whole episode. And I, I don't know. When I see Billy, though, I just feel like he's something that I miss from the previous season. You know? Like yeah. that. that um, what's his name? D- Dacre Mount- Montgomery. Duckery D- Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just his character, just the way he played it. And so when we saw him briefly in that episode. Oh, yeah. When he was still like kind of like the uh, the mind flayer type thing when he was kind of possessed and he was still he basically reprised that version of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the second the answer to your second part of the question would be the thing I don't really like. Ooh, maybe maybe two things. It's a little slow in Hopper's storyline. A little bit okay. like yeah. I I'm like, oh, we're five episodes in and he's still kind of like it's moving very slow. I like I like everything that's happening in there. No problems mm-hmm. with that. But just like the when we come back to it, I'm like, oh, Hopper's still <laughs> Hopper's still here, even though like yeah. two episodes ago, he was like almost in the same place. And uh, so that's a bit of a nitpick. My other one maybe would be. uh maybe Jonathan storyline. I feel, yeah. I was like, I felt like the him and Nancy thing was kind of like they were figuring it out last season. And now it's like, Oh, what are they doing with, with Steve and Nancy or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's mm-hmm. happening? And I don't know. I just felt like Jonathan's not, I don't know. It's like, it's just weird to me um, <laughs> that that's the direction that they went with it. Yeah. Well, to so basically to comment on uh, your first thing with Hopper. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask you, did you recognize who uh, his, uh, I guess, buddy or I guess his uh, basically what, like the guard who was helping him out? Yeah, Do you Enzo? recognize the actor? No. The, yeah, Enzo. He, he looked familiar, bro. Yeah, who is he? Jack and Hagar from Game of Thrones. The 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 one that is Arya's friend from season two. Oh, <laughs> yeah! No wonder he looks so familiar. I was I was looking at him. I'm like, he's, he's like somewhere. literally the same character, <laughs> except he just speaks more Russian. Yeah, I was looking Jack at and Hagar. him. I was like, I'll, I was like, I'll IMDb him later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to like spoil it. You know, sometimes they show how many episodes they've been in. So I, yeah. sometimes I spoiled myself. Like I was. <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap!" There are thirty episodes in a in the show. 
He's only there like, for oh, 10. He's not going to die. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <Damn>. He dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Like with uh, Hopper's story, I think it's mainly now all uh, from where you're currently at, you're getting a lot of Hopper character development. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting a little bit uh, of a glimpse into um, what his motivations are. Obviously, you know, they, I, I think they, they do touch on in certain uh, conversations, I think think through the beginning of season uh, sorry episode six where you're currently at where he and enzo are talking about like kind of like their his their family mm. history yeah obviously hopper with his uh you know the daughter that passed away and then now his relationship with l uh as his adoptive uh daughters um and then we get a little bit of uh, enzo's uh kind of like backstory a little bit but you kind of you get to see Hopper act opposite someone else other than, you know, before it was mainly Joyce and then a little bit with L in season three. Um, but it was mainly just with Joyce. Mm-hmm. And so um, I won't spoil anything in the next uh, couple of episodes because we'll, we'll talk about that next week when we do talk about volume two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as far as, let's see, you mentioned... Um, not Steve, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan with uh, with Argyle. Yeah, uh, John. I feel like Jonathan, especially in those first five episodes, because that's what all I'll say. He gets he definitely gets backburnered. You're basically just watching him and Argyle be Cheech and Chong, <laughs> just, just smoking out and stuff, and they don't really get that much to do. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt about Will also. Mm-hmm. Um, just because. It's like, what does he have to contribute ever since he left the Upside Down? <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little bit weird. Uh, it may be a little bit nitpicky. But to mention um, Hopper again real quick, I was like, this mm-hmm. is what he should have been in Black Widow. What Red Guardian should have been in Black yes. Widow. Instead yeah. of the very jokey, oh, I'm going to fight Captain America and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, I would rather, I like this storyline better. It's just in a TV show. So it's a little bit long, longer form. So, um, but I feel like I'm missing other stuff. Uh, I, the, the opening of season, season four with, mm-hmm. um, 11 and the other kids was huge. Like I was like, Oh, okay. So this is the warning I got, you know, when you watch it, it's oh, very yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, when I, when I watched it, I mean, I was one week, uh, late to it and I was like, oh, I, I wasn't, I was purposely trying to stay away from spoilers cause I was, uh, one week late from when they, uh, premiered it the Friday before Memorial. Mm-hmm. I, I was caught off guard, even though they had that warning and then obviously recent events and everything, it was still pretty jarring. And I was like, oh dude, that's so crazy that with the timing and everything. And obviously it's so sad that, you know, we had, you know, we were reminded that this stuff actually does happen in real life, but dude, that was, I was like, Oh dude, season four is going to be so dark. Yeah. Uh, right from that opening scene. And which is surprising. Cause I was like, Oh, how does 11 not remember any of this stuff? And yeah. so I, I'm looking forward to see that answer. Um, I'm also very, I like Vecna so far. Very yeah. scary. Like he's like they compared him. He's like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. Um, gets you in your dreams, kind of. 
in, in I guess daydream in a way, just when you first see Chrissy die in uh, at the roof of or the ceiling of Eddie's uh, house, the tra- trailer, yeah, the trailer, and yeah. um, yeah, I was I was like freaking out because I forgot how scary <laughs> and how much um, Stranger Things is really just a a horror show. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that because <laughs> I hadn't watched this show in a, such a long time. Yeah, dude. Um. You know what's crazy? I we're huge WWE fans. We we will we are not afraid. I mean, dude, we just talked about John Cena and The Rock. But whenever you hear that grandfather clock, doesn't it remind you a little bit of uh, a remix version of the Undertaker theme? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh shoot! Oh, I was like, oh shoot! I, every time I hear it in within Volume One, because I just recently finished a, a rewatch. Uh, just you know, just to prep for this episode and for next week's episode, I was just like. <gasps> Oh no, especially again, right for uh, episode four, for Max's, uh, I guess, brush with Vecna. I was like, oh shoot, here we go. And uh, I don't know, by the way, I wanted to throw some love to the, I guess the, I don't want to say bromance because it's a cismance with, uh, with Robin and, and Nancy. Oh. Like they're kind of like a, uh, odd couple duo they're very different but i loved how they visited um victor creel and i got silence of the lambs vibes (laughs) oh my god it was so good just the same way that like i bet they placed them in the same like the left hand side cell and the way they walked up to the cell and this whole like the imagery was very silence of the lambs (laughs) For mm-hmm, sure, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to mention the the cis mans, I like the, they have a good chemistry as well. Just like um, Robin and Steve are still on point, like their their <laughs> chemistry. Love those characters together. So yeah, I just the characters are all good. Some some of them obviously have to be placed on the back burner, like like Will, Steve, Lucas mm-hmm. for a time as well. Yeah, so. I- I mean, I'm kind of curious to see where they do take uh, the actually. Actually, you know what? Before I get into that, uh, I guess question. Wait, where are you in the eleven thread? Because obviously, I don't want to spoil it. Like, what was the last thing you saw from eleven in her plot thread? Ooh, okay. So the last thing I saw, she. It's like she almost she used her powers again for the first time. Like some, she was about to escape. Oh, she was yeah. running away. The guys were like hunting, uh, trying to tackle her or whatever. And then she basically uses her powers, gets her, gets them off of her. And then the doctor scientist, scientist, Papa guy, yeah, uh, Brenner. Yeah. Brenner forgot his name. And then, yeah, basically walks her back. And that's mm, the last time I saw yeah, her. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically the end of uh, episode five. Okay. So knowing that, First of all, when you did in within episode five, you know, I think that was the Nina Project uh, episode. Were you surprised that Brenner was still alive? Yeah, yeah, in a way, because I was like, I'm like, when I haven't rewatched any of the season, so I forgot. I'm like, did did he die somewhere? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I rewatched it, so everything was fresh, and I was like, dude. He was supposed to be dead in the end of season one. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, right? At the school? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking that he should be dead. And when they did those flashbacks at the beginning of season four, um, like him dressing up and then going to the, the compound or whatever, I was like, okay, those are flashbacks. Exactly. But, but I, I'm like, dude, they're, they're not showing this guy for no reason. He's definitely coming back. <laughs> so I was like, when I saw, so when I saw him again, I wasn't too surprised, even though I was like, he should, I thought he died. But then us being so familiar with TV and movie, it's just like, oh yeah, I saw him at the beginning of episode one of the season. So he's probably going to show up again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, uh, I want to, uh, I guess mirror, uh, well, because again, we're only talking about well, volume one technically, but let's just be honest. We're gonna go just through episode five because that's where you're at. Uh, the highlight for sure for me is still episode four. Uh, that whole storyline, especially Max's storyline. Uh, my biggest thing that uh, that I'm uh, not a fan of is that because they've introduced so many new characters. It's put a lot of the characters that we love on the back burner, like a Jonathan that we care about or whatever. And there's frankly certain characters that I could care less, like the whole basketball team. I could care less about that whole storyline. Um, I, I really yeah. don't care about them um, at all. Uh, Argyle. Yeah. He's funny. He's, He's better funny. than basketball team. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's like, okay. Uh, I feel like they, I think they've added way too many characters because there's like so many different threads that are so loose. And obviously there's going to be like two really long episodes for what episode eight and nine for volume two. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think it might have a game of Thrones problem where there's going to be a, it'll be a, it'll be hard to kind of, tie up all the loose ends i i just hope that they planned it just right and maybe that's the reason why it took forever for uh stranger things 4 to come out yeah I, I hope so um i feel like with that that basketball team and maybe it's just because i'm behind but maybe they're trying to also do like the steve treatment you know how he was in like season one maybe there's going to be like a switcheroo how they all like they're going to team up by the end of the like whatever the story and who knows maybe i'm just behind but yeah, yeah, that could be it. Uh, a couple of quick hitters. Uh, who's your MVP so far of uh, the first five episodes? Oh, MVP? Shoot, that's a good question. I'll, I'll give it to to two people. I'll, I, I still like um, Steve and Robin. Okay, okay. They're dying. I gotta give it to Max just because oh, yeah, again the, the highlights. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that one episode especially, but like. Just whenever they're together, I would just say um, Stephen, Stephen Robin. I like how she has been given a lot um, because obviously she was more of a supporting character in the first two seasons that she was in, uh, season two and three. Mm -hmm. um, but they've given her a chance, real chance to to act. You know, she was going through a lot of uh, emotional trauma dealing with Billy's death, but also she's still witty in whenever she needs to be especially when she's interacting with uh you know all the other uh kids her age you know like lucas and dustin and all that uh one last quick hitter uh obviously there's so i mean we i just talked about how there's so many plot threads that are still like ongoing uh which plot thread are you looking forward to most kind of wrapping up volume one heading into volume two 
where you're currently at. I want to see Hopper's storyline finally like crossover. That's what I want. I want to like all the other seasons. Hopper was always like my MVP yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. for the most part. And so I'm hoping that his storyline, um, I'm looking forward to seeing that, how that wraps up. Okay. Okay. I won't say anything further because obviously I know how volume one ends mm-hmm. uh, and we'll leave. We'll, we'll just, we'll just stop this conversation here because then uh, I kind of want to know what Jeremy's thoughts are on the end of volume one next week when mm-hmm. we cover volume two. So we'll cover the end of volume one and, and obviously volume two next week. All right. Uh, but next week or this coming Monday, what are we going to be talking about, Ken? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because y'all ready for this? <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> well, this coming Monday, we are going to be aggressive, be, be aggressive in preparing for total domination. 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 <laughs> yeah, I had to throw in all, all of them of in them. there. All of them. Just all of them. Yes, this coming Monday, we will be talking about the 2010 movie. Um, in one of my guilty pleasure movies of all time. It's something that I'm sharing with Jeremy for the first time, and we may have a guest for this particular episode. We are going to be covering Bring It On, the original. Nice. Yeah, guys. So look forward to that. Bring it on. Go check it out on like Redbox or uh, Voodoo, maybe. It might be on there. Mm-hmm. Somewhere you can rent it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now. Sometimes it's on Netflix, but at the moment, it's not. So uh, go maybe go look for a DVD. Go on eBay or something like that. DVD. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2000, <laughs> wow. man. It's a 2000 movie. Um, it's going to be an interesting one to talk about. One of Ken's guilty pleasures. So, And it's my first time watching it. So look forward to that on Monday. Uh, but if you want to keep up with us uh, during the week, you can check out at Weekly Real. We're very active on Instagram. We have like polls and stuff on there, uh, reels, like little recasts, some video clips of us on Instagram. Uh, so at Weekly Real, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then for TikTok, that's going to be at Weekly Real Pod. So guys, look forward next week on the next episode of the newsreel we're going to be talking about volume two of stranger things season four and uh more movie news but before then we'll see you next time on the reel